Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You feel well enough to at least do a uh, chit-chat episode? <coughs> um, yeah, probably. Let's do it. Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm the guy who said to Senda, hey, I think it's just a minor cold. Are you cool if I still come out? (laughs) Yeah. And what's your name? (laughs) Phil. Yes, good. And I'm Senda, who was like, whatever, I'm sure it'll be fine. And it's now been, oh boy. Almost two weeks later. It's, yeah, it's, it is, uh, let's see, Tuesday to Tuesday is seven days, plus Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is uh, 11, 11 days, 11 days of me being under the weather, um, which you can probably hear in my voice. I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now. Um, if I cough, uh, I will do my best um, to keep that out, um, but it might happen. Also, apologies for the late notice on not doing an episode last week. I was really sick. I was still really sick. I've just been sick forever now. One more note. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Senda's voice is recovering, uh, one, she is, uh, she's got a cough drop um, in her mouth to keep her from coughing. Cough drop noises. Yes. Yeah. And because of that, um, any prolonged talking, Senda may start coughing. So this episode, you will probably hear my voice more than you hear Senda's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is not, um, that is just because I need to fill a little more time in the episode. And if Senda talks too much in a row, she will start coughing, which will one, make it an editing nightmare. Uh, and two, you guys don't want to hear it. And three, um, it's not good for her voice anyway. So we're going to take it easy today. Uh, we're going to do a chit chat format. Uh, I'm going to I'm just going to kind of be the voice and Senda's going to just come in um, in different places. And I'm I'm the the color commentary, color commentary, so to speak, which is okay um, because a lot of what I'm going to talk about, I think what we're going to talk about uh, in terms of uh, things that are giving us life in gaming and outside of gaming, a lot of it we did together when I was out in Denver. So um, it'll be a shared experience kind of thing. And that way I can do um a good chunk of the talking and you can just fill in details, remind me and stuff. And we'll try to preserve your voice so that next week. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we next can, week, <laughs> next week we can record a much more normal uh, episode. Yes. One more final note. Um, this episode will drop on the 16th, Wednesday, the 16th. Mm-hmm. There will be an episode on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. which is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, there will not be an episode on the 30th uh, because um, of Thanksgiving, because yes. I will be away and not able to record uh, yeah. on the, you know, on the weekend. And we will be back for a show on the 7th. You will hear it. It'll drop on December 7th. And in that episode, we will tell you, Uh, When we are taking our holiday hiatus, normally we take a few weeks off for the holidays uh, just so that we have a little extra time for cookie baking and tree trimming and all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, So we will let you know on the 7th what that schedule is going to be. But for now, you get an episode today on the 16th, next week on the 23rd, skip a week on the 30th. We're back on the 7th. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. One more thing, if you're new to the show, this is our chit-chat format. These are episodes um, that we do not have a topic. Normally, if you're new to the show, normally somebody gives us a topic and we uh, talk about that topic. We are the car talk of uh, your GMing stuff. So tell us what noise your campaign's making. We'll tell you how to fix it. Yep. Um, But when we don't do those types of episodes... Uh, We borrowed a technique from our friends over at The Gauntlet, uh, and we are going to talk about things that are giving us life, things that are giving us life in gaming and things that are giving us life outside of gaming. So normally when we do this, uh, we each do one and we'll still do that. But since uh, 
since Senda was sick most of last week, the yeah. things that were actually giving her life were from the week before, which was when yeah. I was out in Denver. So yeah. <laughs> um, this is a, uh, so this one, we will have a high degree of overlap, uh, maybe little bits spread apart a little, but for the most part, we did most of these things that previous week together. Yes. Cool. Because... Yep. When you're really sick for a long time, not very much gives you life. Um, and none of you want me to be like, Alka-Seltzer, cold and flu gives Sleep. me life. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and for a little bit of um, clarification in the opening. Hmm. I did fly out to send a, mm -hmm. it is with a minor <laughs> head cold. It was not COVID. I tested. Mm -hmm. and, and, this is not, and this is not COVID, right? Correct. Yeah. And I wore a mask uh, all through the airport and flight as not to um, spread any of my germs to anyone else, um, but then did arrive at Senda's. And when I say minor cold, I mean, I had like a little bit of nasal, a touch of cough, and I was a little bit tired. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I was feeling pretty good. Yep. What that morphed into when it got to Senda <laughs> was much worse. It's, uh, yeah. When, so. it hit, when it hit me, it was a sore throat, 48 hours of fever followed by now like 10 days of very slow recovery to being able to the last um actually like the this this um last several days being able to actually sit up and be at my desk for my entire work day instead of just like passing out randomly in bed it was long it was a rough road are you Anyways. in a place mm -hmm. where you could um, under the topic of things that are giving us life in gaming, mm -hmm. could you talk for a few minutes about Brindlewood Bay? Yes. Mm, that's the thing that I wanted to talk about too. Absolutely. So go ahead and take it, take it away. I'll be right back. Yes. So the, the cool thing that happened um, while Phil was here is that um, my regular game night came up. Um, and unfortunately we didn't, we didn't get to do kind of um, in person the way uh, that would have been really fun, but um, we're moving into the game killer season and folks are getting really busy. So um, we were able to play online. And so we had Phil join us as a guest player, um, the same way that I joined his Ox group as a guest player. Um, so my group is currently playing Brindlewood Bay, which is a delight. Um, you should really go check it out. Um, and I love the way that mysteries work in that. Um, and because of the way that we're playing it and the way that um, kind of my group is busy and um, people dropping in and out session by session, we are playing one mystery at a time, completing a mystery in one night um, and then going forward. So Phil was able to sit in and he actually got to, um, he got to sit in not as one of the murder mavens. If you know anything about um, Brindlewood Bay, then uh, you know that as characters, you play the, the murder mavens who are basically kind of, it's the murder she wrote vibes. Um, so you're like, older retired ladies um, who uh, go around and solve mysteries and don't necessarily get along very well with local law enforcement. Um, so when Phil came, um, Andy, who's running the game, gave him a choice. She was like, would you like to make a murder maven really quickly? Like you can be visiting someone from out of town. Or would you like to play this reoccurring NPC Sheriff Darwimble, um, who is our local law enforcement that we specifically don't get along with? Um, and Phil, being Phil, of course, said, I'll take the sheriff. Uh, and he did. And that was a delight. <laughs> yeah, I was happy to jump in. I also, and I think this is... Um a thing, and you know, we did this, uh, I don't know, a year or sometime during the pandemic on Misdirected Mark, when you talk about, um, when you talk about guest starring. Yeah. Right. In my, my philosophy for guest starring is I don't like to like out spotlight the main group. Like, it's nice that you guys are letting me in. It's nice that you're absorbing the disruption I'm going to create to your normal group continuity um, just so that I can share in a bit of game with you. But I would like to occupy a space that complements, not competes with uh, the characters that are the, the main focus of the game. So I will almost always try to play something that is background support. I don't need a lot of play. Like I can just participate by doing like my couple parts here and there and then watching everybody and just kind of enjoying it. So it's like my personal philosophy. I don't, that's, 
I'm not saying that's what everybody should do. I just like I do that uh, when I come into a game, just largely because, you know, I know what a disruption it creates. So I try to minimize that disruption. I mean, and that that's fair. And I think that role worked well for that. But it it was also very cool of you to give us a specific differentiated person at which to aim our barbed insults about um, how bad Darwimple is about solving mysteries and how we solve all the mysteries. And then he tries to take the credit. Um, So uh, that that was also just great because we got to, you know, make a lot of underhanded comments. Um, I definitely tried (laughs) to play that up a bit. Right. Like, yeah, knowing that I was supposed to be like particularly inept, like I did things that were very inept. Um, Yes. (laughs) And also knowing that your group is again the main characters of the story in this case because it was um, one of these cases where body was found at a halloween party and no one was going to go anywhere i was like okay i think what i should do is just like make a deal with the mavens like this one time mavens yeah, yes like, yes yes and that was great right this one time we're going to try and work together but we were still pretty uh there was some friction in that relationship still right yeah, and that, and that was largely in part because I didn't want to have to be at odds with you guys the whole time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just kind of be bumbling, but let you guys then maneuver your way in to doing what you do best. Yeah, which is solving the mystery, um, which I don't remember what the actual solution ended up being, but it was great. And and part of what's amazing about Brenda Wood Bay in general is that the way that the mysteries work is that you um, you collect clues until you basically... Um, have enough clues to uh, to roll to see if you've answered the mystery with a bonus that you like. Um, and and then in order to do that, you have to um, use all of those clues in creating a theory of what happened. And then you roll to see if you're right. Right. So what we were doing, you can and you can get clues by talking to people. You can get clues by, you know, investigating spaces, like all the kinds of things that you see um, that the TV detectives do. And so you run around that space, you know, doing the clue hunting. And then when you feel you've got enough, you get together and theorize about what you think happened. Um, And then if you like your theory. Um, and you feel that it uses enough of the clues, then you can roll um, and see if you figured it out. And and if you haven't figured it out, then your theory isn't right and you have to go um, get some more clues and try again, right? Mm. So it's very cool because um, it's a low prep style mystery game um, that makes it really easy both to play and to run. Um, and it's been pretty wild and fun um, playing with my crew because uh, some of these old ladies are great (laughs) eccentric at the very least they are eccentric to the extreme um i almost i look normal in comparison i think to the uh cozy hobby of squirrel taxidermy um that one is pretty out there but they have little acorn cups and stuff and and she arranges them in little tea parties and who um yeah anyway cool okay anything else yeah, about Brindlewood Bay specifically or yeah. Yeah, yeah, about Brindlewood Bay. Um, no, it was just it was really cool. Thank you for playing. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, thank me for playing. Thank all of you for <laughs> letting me um come into your group, disrupt your dynamic, all of that. So Yeah. It was good stuff though. Yeah. All right, and a couple of quick takeaways, right? Because we we like to like to talk about these things, but also like to kind of talk about the um the game implications implications of these things Mm -hmm. so guest starring is very cool right you know the case where you have somebody come in from out of town to play like a session to be part of your one shot or whatever like very cool thing to do it's a lot of fun couple things to remember anytime you put somebody into a group that is already running you will disrupt the flow of that group that's not a bad thing it's just a thing to recognize that the flow of the group will be changed by the addition of the person now it'll go back to the way it was as soon as the person leaves like your next session afterwards but just recognize that your group is not going to run exactly the same when you add this person in 
And how different it's going to be is really a function of how well everybody knows everybody, right? So if this is the person you gamed with for 10 years who moved away and then they moved back home, that disruption is minor. If it's a person that like people know and they're friends with, but never have like have not done any extensive gaming with, that disruption is a bit bigger. When you are the guest, and I think this is true, being a guest in somebody's home and things like that, right? Be courteous. Right. Mm-hmm. You're here as a guest. Don't steal the spotlight. Kind of like support what's going on in the group. Don't try to like change it because you're here. You know, don't don't musk it. You know, I guess is maybe a good way to like, you know, you're looking at me when I say musket, I don't mean the gun. I mean, musk, like, you know, don't like, pop in, oh, fire everybody. Oh, you I know. see. M-U-S-K space I-T, right? Correct. Don't, don't like, don't yeah. pull an Elon. Is that? Don't put an Elon, like <laughs> just, you know, go in and blow up the dynamic because you think you're, you know, disruptive innovator. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Like, come in, try to <laughs> see how things are going innovator. and flow, you know, go with the flow. See what you can do to actually enhance that or make it more fun. Yeah. And I think the really key thing is um, don't, you know, it's not the time or place to try to redirect the story to be about your character because you're (laughs) only there for that one game. Um, And so even in situations like when I guessed it at your table for Ox, um, like that story was a little bit more about me. It was about my planet um, about which I was the leading expert, but, um, it was also a one and done, you know, problem of the week story. So my problem just happened to be the problem of the week. I still wasn't actually the focus of that story. Right. And I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to steal that focus. Yeah, exactly. So there are ways, and if people are more curious about our, uh, thoughts on guest starring, uh, let us know. We'll tell you at the end of the show how to do that. You probably already do know if you've been listening before, but let us know. We'll happily do an episode on our thoughts about guest starring. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do one really quick on um, what was giving me life game wise, which was also when I was out, we played our second installment. Yeah, we totally did. Of of, um, Solar Legacy. Solar Legacy is a uh, homebrew Cortex game that we whipped up a couple months ago during this in the summer to have a game to play um, when I come out. Mm -hmm. And it is a um, swashbuckling science fantasy uh, game about solar rangers uh, traveling around the galaxy, doing good things. Like with finger guns. Yeah, right? finger guns. It could totally be an 80s cartoon. Could totally you be could, an 80s cartoon. It's a little over the top, not yeah. very gritty at all. But uh, and, works. and you could totally sell like toys of our spaceships and stuff. 100% right? like, could sell a toy line on this, yeah. right? Absolutely. The merch yeah. would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, this could easily I think it's actually a good way to put it. This genre is really like 80s cartoon. Yes, uh, that's sci fi. That's the way that it has ended up feeling. And I'm totally yeah. here for it. So it's good. It's a nice light game, but I made it so that you, your son and Andy, mm-hmm. like we could all play a game together and I would run it uh, and, you know, we could all play and we could play a little Cortex because that's kind of what we're grooving on right now, that kind of thing. So once again, I I was like, I'm like, I'm happy to run it. I just need an adventure. And I turned to my trusty friend, Eureka, 501 Mm -hmm. Plots for Game Masters, Mm -hmm. a book that I co-wrote, a book that I um, now own the publishing company for, (laughs) publish it. uh, And it exists on DriveThruRPG and it is full of plots for different genres and things like that. And so I did a quick flip through and uh, found something that was suitably... um, it was the right size for a good one shot. It had a very single focused purpose. Uh, it was uh, sci-fi. It fit very much into the flavor and tone of our game. And after I thought about it for a few minutes, I was like, nope, totally got it. Um, this plot will work. And then I did the other thing, which you have to do with Eureka is like, once the plot works, you have to kind of pair the mechanics to the plot. And for, um, what you call it? And for Cortex, that is really about, is this going to be a contest, a test? Is this going, what kind of villain is this? Is this a crisis pool, a mob, an NPC, those kinds of things. And then on top of that, knowing uh, what your characters do, 
how do I work a little of each of that into uh, the game? And honestly, and I surprise myself sometimes, I think I knocked out the mechanics part of it. Like once I had figured out what the plot was, because it took me like a day or two to like flip through the, like, you know, sitting around stuff, flipping through the book until, and I say a day or two, it took me like an hour or two mm-hmm. to find a plot that I liked. And then I kind of ruminated on it in my head, kind of just imagining what the, you know, what it was going to look like. And then it took me about an hour, scratched out um, some quick mechanics. And we played, I think, two, two hour, two, two hour sessions yeah. um, over the weekend. And yeah. uh, it was fun, right? I mean, I say it was fun for me. Was it fun for you? Yeah, it was fun for me. And I think the only, to be clear, the only reason we didn't play it in one session is just because um, Halloween happened. And so we were kind of timing things around trick-or-treating and stuff. Also, your kiddo had to go to bed. Well, yeah, (laughs) he had to go to school and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, it was was like, you know, it was a totally perfectly valid, uh, solid one-shot. It was a solid one-shot, yeah. And so the thing I'll say is like Cortex itself is not what I would call like a pick it up one shot game. Like if I had picked this up and we had not had anything else established and wanted to like knock this thing out in fate. Yeah. Fate is very much like I could have in fate accelerated been like, cool, let's just start playing this. Let, you know, let's go. Yes. Cortex yeah. requires that I already had a game built. Yes. With all the mods that I was going to use and things like that. And then, then it was just an yeah. hour. Then it was easy. Yes, there yeah. is there is more preparatory work to set up um, your game in Cortex that uh, is harder, I think, for a one shot unless you do all that in advance and then do the one shot. But that would be a lot of, of prep work. Um, and I, I like the way that we have historically done it, which has sort of had those conversations together about like, what do we want to focus this on? So then we choose the mods based on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if we were just sitting down, and we were like, OK, we just want to play something real quick once. Yes. Um, then yeah, I think fate accelerated still would be my go-to too. Yeah. There are times where people ask me like, what's the difference between fate and cortex? And, and I will say this as a game master, I actually prefer running cortex more. It has a couple more fiddly bits with the dice pools and things like that, yeah. that I think make decisions and, and things like that a bit easier, but it is not off the cuff playable. Yeah. Where fate is very much like I could have just taken fate accelerated and said, guys, just um, make standard characters, take a couple stunts, uh, give your give an aspect or two to your ships. Like we're off and running. Off we go. Right. But that's not the case with Cortex. Cortex, you really do have to like build, build your little game out of the building blocks. Yep. And then you can build your adventure to the game. And and I like that, right? As a GM, like, I really like the way that uh, I get to be, like, part-time designer. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, modularly without having to actually invent everything from scratch and knowing already that all of these bits work together and you can just slot them. Yeah, okay. But but they come in. Your GMing will sometimes be the grease that allows two modules to slide past each other, but that's fine. That's I'm well capable of handling that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So that's all good. And that was a lot of fun. Um, And I like that we now have a game and I don't think it'll be the game that we'll always play. Sure. But But it is fun for right now. Yeah, it's fun to know that like we have it like, oh, do we want to do some role playing when I'm there? Cool. Yeah, let's let's do it always. Yeah. The answer is we always want to do role playing while you're here. So. Yeah. Well, and it's nice that like it's nice that your kiddo is now of age where it doesn't even feel like we're gaming with a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's old enough that it's just like, okay. Like we're just gaming. Like we're we just, just gaming. This is, this is just a different game group. Um, yes. We played a different kind of like style of game. That oh, there's I some content, my, you know, there's like, there's, there's an adjustment content in content. Editing. Yeah. Yes. You it's know, no. my, in Brindlewood Bay, uh, my, my murder maven um, is a retired art teacher. And one of the things that she did after she retired and was no longer a teacher and beholden to like parents and the school district um, was express her belief in um, the, the, the like feminine, uh, I don't know, I'm struggling with words, but um, it, by uh, by painting with her body parts um, and had an entire exhibit um, in Manhattan that she had painted uh, with her vulva. <laughs> so that is not the game that I'm playing with my child. 
No, 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 no. no but it's, it's by hilarious. No means are, is it, no means our long live the queen game. No. Nope. Like, yeah. I just I'm going to say one more thing about that art exhibit, because the funniest part about it is that it keeps coming up and like NPCs are like, oh, did you do that exhibit? It was really lovely. <laughs> anyway, oh, I can't laugh. That makes me want to cough. OK, please easy. carry on. Easy, easy. Cool. OK, so that was what was giving us life in terms of gaming. Uh, the couple takeaways. Let me just do a couple takeaways. Gaming takeaways. A couple takeaways from this. Um, the first one was with just what I said about Cortex, right? That that I love Cortex a whole bunch. I think a lot of people will get into it. It is not a pick up and play game. It is something that you have to actually think out and plan to make a game that you can then pick up and play. It yes. is very pick up and play once you've made your game. Yes. Number two um, on that, uh, I will go back to saying that the use of like plots from books or tables and things like that, like those are really good when you need to do one shots. Like there are a lot of resources out there. Again, I'm going to just, I'm going to plug Eureka from engine publishing. You can get it on drive through RPG. You should. Um, yeah. But that book is like that, that is always my go-to when I'm like, Hey, I need a plot that I can run. And when I say a plot, these were like 500 words. So it is actually like a full little arc, like beginning, middle, end, sometimes with twists in them and whatever, depending on who wrote them, uh, indexed to the hilt. There's all sorts of tags and stuff like that. End of promo. Anyway, <laughs> having, having resources like that, especially if you know you're going to get into a pickup situation, right? For fate, my other favorite one is those cards. Yes. I can't think of the name it, of it right I, now. Uh, it's not your fault. Yeah, it's not my it's fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. It's not my fault, it's right? Those cards, fault. those are fantastic. But like in your GMing kit, have some sort of material for plot generation because I am one like, me, right? I am one. I love to come up with my own plots for games. And, uh, you know, I write nearly all my own stuff. I don't use a lot of pre-written adventures except for certain games. But there are times where the well runs dry or mm -hmm. I'm super busy or whatever. And I need to fall back to something to kickstart my imagination and, and start working. And so having those in your GMing kit uh, is a great idea and you can use them in their entirety. You can use it as just a spark and go in your own direction. It doesn't really matter. Just whatever you're playing, tuck one of those things into your repertoire, like into your jamming kit, just so that you have it. You might not need it at the table. It might be a thing that you do between games, but whatever, have it at hand so that, um, so that it's, you know, it's there when you need it. And gosh, the number of different types of um, tools that they have from story cards, like there, there's so many of them. You will find one that kind of grooves with how you like to put together plots and how you like to randomize <laughs> said yeah. plots. Yeah. Um, Eureka does not have a randomizer, but um, we gnomes uh, have a thing that we like to call Eureka Eureka Roulette. Mm -hmm. just where you close pages. your eyes randomly open the book to a page there will be four plots just point and pick one yeah anyway nice. okay there's our gaming takeaway yeah now moving on we will talk about things that gave us life that were not gaming related mm -hmm. and um i don't know if you have one in particular in mind but uh, I mean, do, mine not, is sort of overarching. Something. Here's here's mine. And then um, I will maybe let you do more specific things. And, and again, go back to adding color commentary, um, which is, hey, you came out. That was great. Thank you. I mean, I it came out like awesome. in 2015, like on Pride. <laughs> oh, you mean to visit? <laughs> yeah, to visit. Oh, man. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> yes, I did fly out. That was and when was a lot of fun. Even being a little run down and I was I was like what had happened was I was flying out to see you on Thursday. Tuesday afternoon, I was out at the office and I was like, I'm not feeling fantastic. Like, I don't feel terrible, but like. I'm not feeling great. 
Mm-hmm. So I actually left a couple hours early from work. I left like at two o'clock. I finished like my last call and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home and take a nap. I took a nap and I didn't do the show because I wasn't feeling very well. And on top of that, I was like, if I'm on the verge of a cold, I also don't want to go over to the misdirected Mark studio, Chris's house, and then go breathe on everybody for two hours. Right. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, those guys can handle it. Like now that we have like four of us. Yeah. And you really only need like three to run the show. Yeah, yeah. They can handle one person. Yeah, they were like, for- no worries. Like, you know, sleep it off, feel better. So I did. And then I took the next day off from work and I rested. And then Thursday I was like, okay, like I don't feel, I don't feel 100%, but I don't feel terrible. Like, let's, let, let, let's do it. Anyway. It was great coming out to see you. And then I felt so bad because the whole time I'm there, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And then you're driving me back to the airport and you're like, my throat's a little scratchy. And oh, I'm like, oh boy. no. <laughs> I'm like, and then I remember I said goodbye to you. And I'm like, well, don't worry. Mine was pretty minor. Hopefully oh, it'll just, God. you know, pass over you really quick. And then it just, it's I think what steamrolled me. I think what we determined is that I potentially had the flu. Yeah. But I also had my flu shot. Yes. So what mine turned out to be was pretty minor. And you had not gotten your flu shot because you had the COVIDs in the house and had like yeah. had to delay your uh, booster plus your flu shot. And yep. um, it rocked your world. Yep. Yeah. Because also like Andy didn't get it. She had like a sore throat for like a day and then she was fine. Yes. And she had also had her flu shot. Yes. So the moral of the story, <clears throat> and this doesn't get have flu shot. this doesn't have anything to do with giving anybody life other than, boy, if you didn't get your flu shot yet this year, I would highly recommend it. Been sick now for like 11 days. Do not follow in my footsteps. Get okay. your flu shot. <laughs> so on to the things that actually giving us life, not yes, taking life. not taking I'm life. I'm going to mention two things mm-hmm. that I think you will agree I with. I think I know what you're going to mention because I suspect that it has to do with grapes and then that it has to do with a cup keep going not the second one no the first one 100 with you why don't you take a few moments and tell everybody about the crepery yeah so there is a uh there's a crepery in cherry creek north um in in denver right i live in denver um that is so good um, and it used to be close to um, to uh, an office that I had to visit frequently. So I would go get crepes whenever I was there and just love it and be super happy about it. Um, and Phil always talks about when he went to Paris uh, forever ago getting crepes um, and how much he liked them. So I was like, this time, while you are out, we must go get crepes. And so... We, we went to just the whole Cherry Creek area and like wandered around and had fun and stuff. But um, we did then have lunch at, um, gosh, I think, I think it's just called Crepes and Crepes. Do you remember what it's called? It's just Crepes and Crepes? Luck Crepes? I don't, crepes I can't crepes remember. Crepes and Crepes? No. Crepes. I, I can't even remember the name of it. It's just the crepe place in Cherry Creek. It's been there literally forever. And it's so good. <laughs> And it was just warm enough that we, you know, ate outside on the patio um, in the sun because it, it was a, you know, like a f- warmish fall day, um, had some imported orangina that wasn't made with corn syrup. Oh, love that stuff. Still have this can on my shelf that I lugged back on my back as a child that is very expired. Um, yeah. It's delicious. They make a crepe there that is um, chicken, Swiss cheese, mushrooms, and cream sauce. And it it's just, I want it right now. It was so good. It is actually crepes and crepes. Yes. <laughs> crepes and crepes, Cherry Creek North. Crepes and crepes. Lovely little um, French-inspired um, restaurant. Uh, just really uh, like really cute and then very Denver in the fact that it had like a ton of open seating and then if you didn't want open seating inside it had like like big like some open areas things like that um the crepes so so you were like I only get one crepe when I'm here yeah it's this um it's it's this mushroom chicken and mushroom and cream cream sauce sauce. and I was like fine I um I will happily split that with you. And I'm also going to get some um, French onion soup. Yeah. 
So let me just first talk about the French onion soup because yes. it was the least, yeah. it was the less interesting of the two. I didn't have French onion soup, so I couldn't speak to that part. It was a perfectly fine French onion soup, but a week before, week or two before I had made my own French onion soup. Yes. And it turns out mine is just as good. Yeah. Like, so now, you know, I was, I was super pleased with the idea that like I ate this French onion soup and I was like, this was very like good French onion soup. But also I am now no longer beholden to have to go to a restaurant. Yes. To have French onion soup. Like that power is now in this hand, right? Like <laughs> I can make French onion soup when I wish it. Yes. Um, so that was, so that was, but it was fine. Now. The crepe. The crepe. <laughs> There's a reason I just get that one. I was so good. I took the first so bite and I was like, shut up. Like <laughs> I could have eaten one of, I could have eaten a whole one myself. Right. Like yeah. we, like had I not gotten soup, I should, I will next time I will just get a whole one of these. Yep. Like, or I will get, a, I will get another one that looks interesting to you and we'll get, we'll have them and like both try halves are ridiculously good. Like this, the the cream sauce was amazing. The chicken was moist, and uh, there there wasn't a thing about there wasn't a thing about any bite of it that wasn't like perfect, yes. simple, just delicious, Balanced. absolutely yes, truly, absolutely the delicious. Best. Yeah. Then, then for dessert, oh yeah, then uh, for we dessert. had the um, Belgian. Chocolate, chocolate with strawberries. Yeah, with strawberries, which is good because Belgian chocolate, just Belgian chocolate. I got one of those one time. And while it was amazing, it was also so intense. It just about murdered me. Now, they, um, the strawberries, the strawberries are, were very yeah. thinly sliced strawberries in with the Belgian chocolate. Oh, it's perfect. Um, also executed perfectly. Like, yes. Just there wasn't anything about crepes and crepes that wasn't, it uh, wasn't perfect. Yes. Like, it was just, it, it, so it was adorable. It was little. It wasn't even that expensive. Um, I know, especially considering it was in, it's in Cherry Creek. Uh, yeah. It, I it, mean, it was in a cute little neighborhood, yeah, right? Like everything, like every, every aspect of that meal was just spot on. Yeah. Like it was exactly what it said it was going to be. And it was, it like was perfect. It fulfilled all of your expectations. Hundred percent. From me talking about it, I'm really glad because I really it was not over. It your- was not oversold in the least. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, slightly undersold, um, because I don't like. I don't think you could have done a good enough job explaining to me how good that chicken and mushroom crepe I was. I know because be. it's so good. <laughs> it was spot on. Spot on. Good. Okay. Well, so what was the one you were thinking? Oh, I was thinking about. So there was, there was what was it Monday? We were just chilling. And uh, oh. flipping through TikTok. Okay, this can and, be our other one. Yes. Okay, I was like, so well, flip- I, I can talk about this one. And then you can talk about the other one that you were going to actually talk about because I don't know what it was. Okay. But we're flipping through TikTok and this thing comes up for like a Korean street food noodle bowl place. And we're both like, oh, man, that looks really good. And then Phil's like, ah, I wonder where it is. And he looks it up and it's like, it says it's downtown. And I was like, wait, downtown, downtown where? Um, so we look it up and it's this place called Cup Bop, um, which is basically like Korean street food noodle bowls. Um, and it's like 20 minutes from, from my house, apparently. Um, so we were like, uh, hell yes. (laughs) So we did just randomly decide, like, um, we just were like, well, we're gonna go get Cup Bop. And we did. We not only... Um, said we would and did, we made a TikTok. We made a TikTok about it. And the things that the TikTok missed was there's also a sweet cow ice cream place right by there, which was, oh, I hadn't had sweet cow ice cream, even though I know it's sort of a Denver, Boulder ice cream staple local thing. But oh my God, it was good. Um, It was amazing. Uh, And then... uh, uh, and then there was like a fantastic old used bookstore. We're eating the ice cream. I look across the street and I'm like, is that a used bookstore oh, across man. the street? And it was the kind of used bookstore that you you walk into and you expect there to be like a crotchety old man behind the counter being like, 
what are you doing here, kid? And then being like, this book's nut for you and like removing the never ending story from your site or whatever. Um, it was fantastic. It smelled so nice. I love the smell of a used bookstore. Um, and it was just like, you know, winding maze of bookshelves. It was a delight. We did find a 1953 oh, yeah. edition of yeah. The Joy of Cooking. Yes, which is both of our standard cookbook now, like default cookbook. And the funny thing about the 1953 one, and the reason that I always like look at these old ones is because the 1953 version has specific instructions with illustrations on how to skin a squirrel so that you can cook it. Yes. Um, which it's is really there. funny. Like, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things about how much our eating habits have changed. Cause like the new ones, like my copy and I'm assuming your copy do not have how to skin a squirrel in them, but they do have things like how to make a sushi roll, which yes. were not in the 1953 version. No. Right. So it's really interesting to, to see the evolution of like how we eat in this country. Yeah. Cause this is a, like the joy of cooking. It's like a very, I don't know, default standard go-to basics cookbook for the English speaking world. Um, and it's been around for forever. Right. So anyway, that was also amazing. So yeah, that was my giving me life was the, the cup bop, um, like a uh, random unplanned excursion that just was awesome. All each, around. each each step got better, right? It was yeah. like, oh, this cup pops amazing. We're like, oh, you really know, we're good. near the ice cream place. We should just get ice cream. This ice cream place is it's amazing, so and it's like, wait, <laughs> wait, a bookshop, a bookstore, used bookstore. <sighs> yeah, it was, that was pretty awesome. It's pretty great. And then we came home, and it was Halloween, and we like yes. watched funny things and gave candy to children. The other thing that uh, I was going to list under giving me life. Uh, since your birthday is approaching, we yeah. won't say when that's, that's, you can, you know, that's a thing, but I knew I wasn't going to be out again. Um, I wouldn't see you in person again until after. So I made you dinner. Yeah. I made you, uh, I let you pick from it my repertoire of, of stuff. And, uh, I said, you know, pick whatever. And I will like, when I come out, I will cook for you. You are the primary cook in your house. I am. Um, you, you cook for, you know, everybody pretty much every day kind of thing. And there's very few, um, there are very few times where you don't have to cook if that doesn't involve eating out. Yes. So I was like, no, no, I will come and I will cook you dinner. Yeah. So uh, I think you, very you good. picked what you picked the, um, the chicken in uh, chicken and gnocchi in cream sauce. Yes, creamy chicken, creamy chicken and gnocchi. Mm -hmm. um, the recipe that I got from this place called damndelicious.net. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And we had just gone out and bought new, you had just bought new um, uh, pans. Yes. So I got to christen the pan. At Cherry with, Creek. Um, <laughs> I got to christen the new pans with, uh, with this recipe. And I had made it once before and I really liked it. And this one came out even better. It was like, very good. It was very good. It looked just like the, um, it looked just like the pictures from the recipe. I was actually very pleased with it. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, but it came out, it was delicious. Um, and we got to sit and have dinner. And like I said, I got to cook you dinner. So that was, um, you know, it was like my way of making something for you. Yeah, it was very, it was very nice. It was super great actually like really wonderful so, i love cooking for you i love cooking in general right um so it was fun to just be like hey here's a list of stuff tell me what you want me to make well let's go get some ingredients let's go get cooking i know next time so, next time lemon garlic chicken oh i'll happily make you that that mm -hmm. dish is mm. <laughs> that dish is fantastic i will always make that dish lemon garlic chicken with uh green beans yes that one yeah Yes. Cool. And you did not cook the most you did. I think you stirred a little for me. And then I took the spoon away from you because I told you your job is not, not to cook cooking. this meal. Yeah. <laughs> You're like good helper. Um, I so. had to do some direction about like, you know, where I was are in things your in kitchen. my kitchen. Right. Yeah. But which is fine. 
Um, that, you know, those parts are unavoidable. I was like, I was in your kitchen. I needed to kind of know where some stuff was. So yeah. couldn't not totally involve you. When you come to my place, I can totally just like park you at my dining room table and be like, I've got this kind of thing because it's my kitchen. Like, yeah. You know where everything is. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, that was fun too. I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that. So, um, yes. And we'll talk more about your birthday next week when we record. Yes. Because yes, it'll be, will. it'll be nearby. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to be old. <laughs> makes, just makes me older. Boy, you're not wrong. And I've been <laughs> sick enough that I have not been thinking about the fact that that, that big number is approaching. And I just realized it here now on Mike's. Uh, Take well. it from the guy who's got the bigger number. <laughs> that number seems big. It get the next one gets bigger. Yeah, well, I mean that is the way numbers and aging works generally. Yeah, but I know. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're at fifty minutes, which is oh, a perfect yeah. time for us to wrap up for a chit chat. It totally is. And um, the way that we like to do that is to talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network, mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, do our closing and stuff. So take it away. Cool. Well, um, on a bonus experience, Ray and Monica are two old friends exploring gameplay and design through the lens of diversity, while also sharing some of the dumbest huming, hu huming, huming, huming the gamer has to offer. Nope. Humor the gaming has to offer. Better. <laughs> we Look got better. there. Uh, they're great. So, uh, and they're very funny. Um, they are going on their holiday, uh, hiatus, um, here pretty soon, but they're going to be doing lots of other stuff, um, with YouTube videos and a whole bunch of other things coming up. So keep an eye out if you are a fan of Monica and Ray, or even if you're not, you want to go check out their backlog. Now's a great time. Indeed. Indeed. Say send a word. People find us on the internet. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook the Facebook. Oh my gosh. I'm totally losing it. Good thing we're wrapping up. You're doing up. fine. You're doing fine. Okay. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. Uh, you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, or you can find us on TikTok where you can also see some of our cup bop adventure. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? You know, what we love is questions. We are the car talk of uh, your GMing and campaign. So uh, if your uh, game is making a weird sound, uh, if your GMing's pulling a little to the left, um, whatever, if uh, something's going on with your GMing that you don't quite, um, don't quite feel like is right, uh, we want to help you. So send us a question, a topic, an idea, like if you want to just hear our thoughts on guest starring or you got a specific question about, you know, what's going on in your game, whatever it is, send it to us. We will uh, turn it out into a game. Sometimes we take it directly. Sometimes we will find the higher theme inside your question and take that as our topic. We take some liberties. We thank you for letting us take some liberties, but we'll get you there. Um, but send us that thing, whatever it is, and uh, we'll make a show out of it. And hopefully, ultimately, what it'll do is uh, make GMing a bit easier for you because here's the secret. The more you GM, the more games that get played, the more players get to play, and the longer you stay in the hobby. And as a person who has, you know, uh, knocked his 40th year into the hobby, um, I, you know, want to stay and I want you, you to stay and I want you to have 40 years in the hobby as well. You've so, been gaming as long as I've been alive now. Uh, yes, because I was 10 when I got my first copy of d, &D. Yes, That exactly. is absolutely correct. Yes. yes. So exactly. Right. So I want everybody <laughs> to have, I want everybody to be in the hobby this long. And so the way we do that is like we make GMing easy and fun. And I don't mean easy, like it's simple, but I mean, we help you get good at all parts of GMing. So send those questions in. If you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, hit us up on the old Patreon, patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to our Slack room for life. They get the Bamboo Lounge from this show and the after show from Misdirected Mark. There's some other stuff. We're actually having some good planning meetings about talking about some other stuff that we want to do for our patrons. We're getting there. I feel like, you know, 
post pandemic, we're starting to show some signs of life again. Mm -hmm. So except for Senda, she'll show some signs of life in a week or two. I was showing Uh, signs of life until I got steamrolled. Yeah. Yes. But we're starting to show some signs of life and um, figuring out uh, stuff to do for you all because um, you all make it possible for us to do this. So your patronage is what keeps the web host going. It keeps our mics running, cords fresh, uh, all of those things. We can't do this without you. So we appreciate you all greatly. Very greatly. If you are already a patron of the show, we thank you very much. If you are not a patron of the show, it's not a problem at all. There is a thing you could do for us. It's going to involve a little bit of your time, which we know is valuable, but we don't think it takes a ton of your time. And it helps us immensely in getting new listeners. Senda, what's that thing? Well, you could leave a rating or review for us on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Um, Or you can tell a friend when they say, what podcast are you listening to? I'm into RPG stuff. Um, If you feel like we will fulfill that prompt um, and, and, you know, we would appreciate it, um, you can let them know to listen to us. Uh, We get lots of lots of new folks that way. And it's fantastic because uh, direct personal word of mouth um, seems to be pretty... uh, seems to be pretty effective um but also reviews make us feel warm and fuzzy inside so you know if you're just thinking about how the holidays are coming up and thinking what do you get a podcaster for the holiday season um the answer is leave them a review whether it's us or someone else they're going to appreciate it um cool yeah so basically tell people (laughs) tell people about the show wow losing it we should wrap this up yeah, no, absolutely. It's a good time to wrap it up. Uh, say, Sendo, um, what should we do next week when you're feeling better? Oh, my gosh. We should record a real show. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got. 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 Okay. Also, I'm kind of like a hot mess here. Like my hair is now ready to be cut. Mm -hmm. I need to get a cut before Thanksgiving. And well, the only reason you can't tell that my hair needs to be cut is because it's like I know your hair needs to be cut. I've just came back from your place two weeks ago. I know it's so long. Well aware. I'm well aware of the mess of your hair. <laughs> I just keep pinning it on my head and then no one can tell. Yeah. Bloop. Anyway, it's a bit of a hot mess. Plus, we don't have a script, so we're ad-libbing. Yep. Um, which encourages me that we should only do this for a half hour for ad-libbing. Yeah, probably. So let's try to be, let, let, you and I, let's try to be good about that. Good. And Ryan, we apologize <laughs> for the garbage. The hot mess that is this. Exactly. That's about <sighs> to come down this uh, this audio file. And there's a cough drop in my mouth right now. Yes. So I'm making like lots of weird, moist mouth sounds, which I don't know if they're picking up or not. I'm not hearing them. So I guess that's good. Probably. But, oh boy. <laughs> Bloop. I feel like that last cough was, was good for comedic effect and timing and everything. Like, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Leave that one there. Do anything for the bit. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. I don't have that range right now. No, it's fine. I never had that range. So you're okay. I know. I just, right now, I just, I sound like I've been smoking several packs a day. You sound like your cat. I know. She and I really do sound alike right now. We're like both all snorky and sniffly. And then on top of that, I'm like, wow. Ha, ha, ha.